Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. It's the new and making noise podcast with Incognito, DJ Mrs. A Plus. Another episode, new and making noise podcast, Incognito. And DJ Mrs. We in this thing. Period. Hey, man, although we like the kind that jingles, we much rather have the kind that foes. Period. Talking about that money on. Because we love to have some fun, on. Mm-hmm. I got and a special episode, guest. This episode right here, what you say we got? A special guest. She bite. Miss Dree Taylor! Hey, friends! What's up, Dree Taylor? What y'all doing? Y'all love to bring me back, huh? Mm-hmm. That means we did good on the last episode. Okay. So we bring it right on back. <laughs> hey, on this one, uh, we sat down with uh, Rashad and Troy from Earn Your Leisure. Come on now. Invest Fest on the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We you tapped into their podcast, huh? Uh, they be teaching me all about them loans and how to get the money, flip it, Yo. know what to do with it. Yo. I'm all tuned in. Them assets over them liabilities. Uh-huh. I'm so they stopped by the studio to talk about InvestFest, as Mrs. just said. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to be in the Atlanta area August 25th through the 27th, mm-hmm. and you're an entrepreneur. You definitely need to get you a ticket to pull up because they will be dropping gems every single day. This okay. is the third one too. Why? I, I got a question for y'all. What's something y'all felt like they should have taught us when we was in school that they didn't? How to save money? How to invest your money? Yeah. What to do with your money after college? How to take out a proper loan? Mm. I like, said taxes. Taxes. Ex- they should have explained a lot of stuff. Banking. All of it. All of the above. Like yeah, even just going to the bank at like writing a check. I don't even think they taught us that in school. So credit. <laughs> Oh, your credit is everything. I wish I would have known that as a child. That's a good one. Yeah, Yeah, because it's like something got to happen for you to figure out, like, what you mean, credit? What you mean? Like, would you try to go get a car, try to get an apartment? Yep, that's it. Because when you 18, 19, 20. All you got is your name. (laughs) You got your name. I'm trying to fill this application. (laughs) And then another thing, I know, like, when I was growing up, my mom did have, like, cards and stuff in my name to build credit while I was in school. Oh, that's nice. And a lot, but a lot of people, parents aren't, you know, don't think ahead like that. You know what I'm saying? So, that, School sometimes need to pick up where a parent is leaving off. I know some people don't feel like well, it ain't the school. It ain't my job. It ain't the school responsibility. Yeah. Yeah. But it, to a certain extent, it kind of is. Y'all already trying to take away Black history. I mean, okay, right where let, I need to go. Let's add some. Let's add some in there. You know, right it takes a village to raise a child. No, okay, it's not just a parent's job. Like other things, you don't know what the parent got going on. So yes, That's real. We need to learn. So I love what Invest Fest and them is doing because like no PP loan, no none mm-hmm. of that. We just gonna legit. Teach you how to get it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's dope. Especially to our community, you know, just serving us with that education because uh, education rules the nation. Uh, on another side, like, how do you feel about them taking away Black history and just, you know, what this country <sighs> out of the, out of the school curriculum? It's honestly sickening for real mm-hmm. because Black kids got to sit back and learn about the Holocaust. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, Frank Hitler. and Nazi and World War yeah. One, Two, and all that, but like Black History is just not history. It's literally a literally a huge part of history. Huge part Especially of history. Especially American history. There you go. Like hello, you Black History is that. American history. There we go. That for real, y'all. Come and on, it's, it's it's just it's just sick that it's nasty. You know, like sixteen nineteen slavery. And when you really think about it, 
it's not that's not far away yeah no, it's not yeah. how crazy yeah i mean of course it is far away it ain't yeah. no uh but yeah when you really think about it yeah. like if you go back to the 60s like when our parents was growing up right think mm-hmm. about what our parents had to go through going to school yeah, that's real and they're only in their 60s 70s years old that's real and they literally was going to school couldn't go to certain mm-hmm. places couldn't Come on now, mm-hmm. that that shit is not that was not far away. And they want to erase it now. Now the kids gonna be talking about my name Kodak Black, but when you see me, I'm white. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that. No, for real. I'm a, I'm a suburban. <laughs> yeah, like I don't like that. Like that is so disgusting. I think slowly too. And this is a whole nother topic, but I feel like they're slowly trying to erase everything. Like I think they slowly trying to erase women with mm-hmm. like. Women's history. Women's history, black history. Like, I don't like, I don't know why we so extinct. Why they trying to get rid of us? You can't get rid of us. Y'all done tried. You said (laughs) something, uh, you know, and I I can't go that deep into it because I'm not as well educated on it. But however, I am aware that a piece of women's history is attached to black history. Therefore, uh, black history was able to benefit because of women's history. Women, Mm -hmm. absolutely. So imagine if it it, Rosa Parks. Like, we learned about Rosa Parks in them in school. Imagine that, Madam C.J. Walker. Like mm-hmm. that was mm-hmm. when I was a child. We had Black History Month. If anything, on February, you had to bring in one person to learn about, and it yep. couldn't be Malcolm X, Martin Luther King. Like mine, you had to do mine research. Mine was always Sojourner Truth. Yeah, I was a Madam <laughs> C.J. Walker girl. Okay, for real. Even Garrett Morgan, the stoplight. Like yeah. you cannot take away what is now, especially things that are essential. But so, they could try to do all of that, though, y'all. It, it, they, it's, they're never going to succeed. That's real. Like that, that it's it's been around for so long. Like maybe the, you know, the other people might not. But as us, as our people, we got to take responsibility on that part to make sure we are still educating and still posting, still that's putting real. stuff on social media, yeah, still real. letting people know. Like, oh no, that's not over. Putting it on TikTok, yeah. it's so many people on TikTok that literally we. go out of their way to put up Black History. I yeah. follow a black man on there. I gotta look up his name, but he his whole sole purpose on his TikTok it's is to teach history. you about unknown black history oh, unknown man. black history facts and everything like that and stuff like Salute that is dope yes yeah, there's st- still people out here that's like that I gotta mm. find his page so we can show him shout out to him he's doing the Lord's work he not really is real. because it's it's like cause you had to go and do your own research or your family did they big one right mm-hmm. to educate you on how to you know and while we're at it, man, shout out to all our educators and administrators, anyone that works with kids and, and providing and educating this new generation of scholars as they come up in the world. Y'all deserve a I raise. actually care. Absolutely. Okay, I found this TikTok. It's Young Black Mayor. He's from Oklahoma. And he tells a lot of Oklahoma black I was facts. I saying, Oklahoma is and very he rich do. in black he history. Just, Talks about just black history in general. So if y'all not busy, get on your TikTok and look at Young Black Mayor. He's pretty dope. They want to get rid of black history, but... Uh-uh. YouTube and TikTok and all that it's still, still around you can't yeah. get rid of it and them kids <laughs> suck that stuff up like it's nothing but you want to erase black history come on now and also you know Joe Biden with them student loans <laughs> <laughs> Joe Biden don't even know what day it is I just hope he could get that together though at least get that right but he said you know some of it might be in the works I just hope I'm on that list <laughs> no, we need, we need you on that list, friend. I just hope okay. I'm on that list. Fingers crossed. We need you on that list, just, friend. Just expunge my record. No, debt free. <laughs> like, no student loans. I'm sure that will help you. A I ton. feel like college, honestly, should be free. 
Because mm-hmm. since everybody does not have the desire to go to college, That's so real. I think they feel like, oh, once it's free, everybody going to want to. Uh, uh. No, no, college ain't for everybody. I promise you they not. That's real, yeah. <laughs> I promise free, you they I not. Still win. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. school, not for everybody. And if you got the choice to go or not to go, most people are going to choose not to go. Yeah. But if college was free or if at least it cost as much as it cost, it's just like, I feel like that could save the world for real. The world. You know how many people got the brand, got the mindset, but literally simply cannot afford, afford it. it? Mm-hmm. That's real. And can't get fast for, can't get along. Like, they you should gotta be, be on there with them. T- Come on now. Mm-mm. So I'm pretty sure at InvestFest, they got somebody talking about it. For sure. Right. And shout out to Troy and Rashad. This is their third one. Uh, last year, they did over 14,000 uh, people. In this episode, they let us know that uh, Steve Harvey Ooh. is an investor mm-hmm. in, into this event. And it's just amazing that they continue to do this as it grows. They spent a lot of time with us in this interview. Mrs. you asked them some things that educated me. Come on now. I was like, man, these guys I right needed here. to know. And yeah. I was like, I'm asking for a friend. Yeah, I mean, yeah that, was, that was a funny part. <laughs> I'm asking for a friend in my so, life. Um, Sally. <laughs> they was like, we got you. Yeah, so how should I, uh, even though what's going on? Keep this together. Hey, A plus. Man, if it's something they should have taught in school, what you think they should have taught in school, my dog? Thank you for having us back. Appreciate mm-hmm. it. Man, welcome back. So, so I mean, it's a year later. Yeah, We're fact. back in Atlanta getting ready to sell out the Georgia World Congress. Yes. They said the third time's a charm. That's a fact. And best fest, 2023, what makes this one that much more special? Uh, you know, each year we add different things to it. So, like, this year we had a podcast. We have a podcast stage. We didn't have that last year. Mm. So, now we got three different stages. We got stage one, stage two, and then a podcast stage, which is actually in the vendor marketplace. So, the vendor marketplace has become, like, a very big thing. So, we wanted to really, you know, add to that. So, mm. we, last year we added the music to the vendor marketplace. This year we have the music. We got... The podcast stage We'll probably have Some surprise performances mm. Just in the vendor marketplace mm-hmm. And then um, the Programming Like we got Way more programming This year than we had Last year mm. Packed Both stages are packed For two days straight Everything from AI To crypto To stocks To real estate Then we got You know the biggest names So you know Our headliners this year Diddy Robert Smith um, You heard of him But yeah <laughs> We got a bunch Of other people We got um, man, Rich Paul, Maverick Carter, uh, Michael Novogratz. We have John Sally. We got our boy Ian Dunlap, our boy 19 Keys. Um, Steve Stout. Steve Stout. Uh, Tabitha Brown. Tabitha Brown. Ari Fletcher. Auntie Tab. Yeah. Auntie Tab will be there. Hey, actually, I didn't announce this year. I'm going to announce it tomorrow, but I'll break this. Um, uh, Chris Paul. Yeah, Chris, Chris Paul gonna be there. So it's just like it's too many people to name. Like it's too much. Right. Like, you know what I mean? It's actually just too much. We had to point out. We had to like tell people we just don't have enough room. Yeah. Right. Um. But it's just packed from eight thirty in the morning to eight o'clock at night. Jeezy performing, Ja Rule performing. Like it's just crazy. So Jermaine Dupree, we in Atlanta. Jermaine Dupree will be there. So, Kenny Burns. Kenny Burns. Shout yeah. out to KB. So I just feel like you know, it's just like everything this year, like over the top. Yeah. That's dope. So can y'all explain to us? I know it had to been a bigger process, <laughs> stepping up more and more and more. So explain to us how that process was for this year. Yeah, one of the things we looked at was the landscape of like how much runway do we need to make sure that this is going to be the, the best presentation as possible. And so we started not too long after uh, last year's event. Mm-hmm. It was like, all right, that was great, but we know, we're not going to rest on that. And so it was like, all right, 
what do we want to make sure that we want to have? How can we improve? And so it was like, all right, we can add these things. We can add more programming. Let's make the vendor marketplace even something that's more special. Mm-hmm. And so part of that was going out to events. And so a lot of people see us and they're saying, hey, you guys are everywhere. And yeah, we are because we're looking at the landscape and seeing like, hey, can we take that from this event? Like we went to the Super Bowl, we saw a radio room. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, wait this might be a better design for our marketplace, right? Mm-hmm. We're having the, the larger vendors on the outside and everybody in the middle. They had a stage inside of it, so it was like, all right, well, we should add that. And so every time we go to a different event, we're looking like, all right, we can add this to ours and make it even better. Um, so that runway was a lot longer, um, but making sure that we curated the right talent, right? What, who's gonna have the biggest impact? And so, like you said, one of some of the things we were excited about, the conversations, right? Like, mm-hmm. AI is a big thing. Right, we no. need to have this conversation with our community. Reparations is a conversation that we need to have with our community. Mm-hmm. So why not bring it to this this event and bring it to our community in a way that we know that we can curate it and it can be effective for everybody. For sure. So um, also with everything that's been going on with a recent episode, you guys were talking about credit card debt. Mm. So how do you feel like um, younger people should start fixing that immediately? One of the younger <laughs> people are <in> here. <laughs> <laughs> Asking for a friend. Asking, asking for a friend. Sure. Well, first you have to be intentional about how to use a credit card because mm-hmm. credit cards are very beneficial tool if used correctly but it can also be very dangerous if used incorrectly Mm -hmm. so I feel like you should only use credit cards for things that you know for a fact you can pay back at the end of the month and you Mm -hmm. should pay the card in full at the end of every single month so for instance use it to pay gas for your car right or you're doing little things you might go to Chipotle you're not you don't use it to go to a trip to Miami Mm -hmm. unless you know for a fact you can pay it back a lot of times people look at credit cards as something that buy now pay later like right. a layaway plan. Mm. Problem with that is that the average credit card interest rate right now is 20%. So, and that's average. Some people have higher than that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you don't have to be a math genius to figure that out. You know, the more you have on your credit card, now you have compounding interest negatively, mm-hmm. right? And you might have $10,000 in debt before you know it, you $50,000 in debt. Now, you're in a situation where it's extremely hard to get from under that rock. Mm-hmm. So the best way to, you know, get out of a problem is to never get in a problem. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning their chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So knowing that, um, especially you said young people, knowing that mm-hmm. is important, especially when you're young. Because, you know, the decisions that you make when you're young will and can carry over as an adult yeah. so I think that that's something that's extremely important but also a lot of times you can even put bills on on a credit card um, automatic and it could be like cell phones stuff like that like little things where because you do have to use your credit card that's part of actually building your, your credit history having a credit card and not using it is not beneficial they actually eventually probably end up closing your card after a while if they see you're not if it's inactive yeah. so you you want to use it but you want to keep your utilization low utilization is a very important part of the of your credit makeup so um having the credit card keeping the utilization yo low is a key 
And um, if you're able to do that, then you'll get credit increases over the course of time. And before you know it, you know, you, you'll have not only good credit, but you'll have a lot of credit available to you. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's interesting. Like, I feel like the bank only gives credit to people that don't need it. That's mm-hmm. something that, you know, if you really think about it, right? Like, right. I got $50 million. They're going to give me the everything. The bank going to hand it to you. Hand but you whatever you want. if I got $100 to my name and I really need credit to, mm-hmm. <laughs> because I'm not going to be able to pay it back. <laughs> right. So knowing that, you got to play the game and really go into it understanding how to, how to navigate through yeah. it. Yeah, key thing he said is like when you get those cards, and even when you're behind, don't close those cards. Mm. Like a lot of times we, we, we get cards and we're like, ah, oh, the best way, to, I'm not going to use it anymore, I'm closing it. And closing it hurts your credit, right? Because one of those things we talk about is credit history. And you want to have credit history that has some time on it. And so if you get that card at 18, by the time you're 22, you might be in debt and then you're like, I'm not using it and closing it. Now that four years that you had, that's gone, mm-hmm. right? And so the next time you start again, now you gotta go back to one month. And so creating that credit history is important, but having credit diversity, like you said. like So you're not just getting one credit card from one uh, enterprise. You're gonna look at it like, all right, well, I might start with my mall card or whatever department store. I might get it for that one. And then I might get one that's for gas and I might get one from my bank. And so now it shows that you have diverse, because really what credit is is trustworthiness. Mm. Right, they're going to be seeing like, all right, how trustworthy are you? Right. How many people trust you? Right, so it may be you, you, you get your car and, and that goes in your credit report, right? And so they're looking at all these things to, to diversify and say, all right, if they trust them, they trust them, they trust them, they should, then we could trust them too, right? And that will help with your interest rate. But don't close your cards. Now, a lot of people do that, and it actually uh, actually comes back to hurt them. Come on, get your tickets to InvestFest. Game. InvestFest is back for the third time, Mm -hmm. uh, August 25th through the 27th. Period. Two days of action-packed knowledge. Uh, When you guys thought of this InvestFest idea, did you ever think that it would supersede over 12,000 people? Wow. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we you know we're never really going to anything with a set expectation of like what the future holds, but knew it would be big. Just even the name Fest Festival. was done intentionally because we want to have a con- a lot of people have conferences and seminars and there's no disrespect you know but that's already been done yeah festival has not been done before until we did it so that was the whole idea that's why we have the food trucks that's why we have the vendor marketplace that's why we have the performances that's why we have different things to make it a festival feel yeah. not just you know sitting down just listening to people talking exactly. it's a seminar want to make it an engaging fun you know multiple things happen simultaneously so you know, we knew we had a chance to really, you know, revolutionize the mm-hmm. space of financial literacy and learning and business um, and what we call edutainment, mm-hmm. a mix of education and entertainment. So people, you know, gravitated towards it. And then from year one to year two, it just kind of skyrocketed. So now we're just on that path of just continuing to chase history. Yeah. And people are going back outside. Like we can see that, right? Most yeah. people are going back outside, but they're going back outside for just the entertainment component. Mm-hmm. So whether it's Rolling Loud or shout out to my brothers in Broccoli City. Yeah. Or, it, or it's Lollapalooza or um, Coachella, we see that people are, are mass going back out and being a part amongst mm-hmm. each other, right, to celebrate entertainment. So it was like, this is a perfect opportunity, right? Like, why not give them a mixture of all those things in one, but they can take something with them that they can actually apply the next day rather than saying like, yo, that was fun. We got some great pictures. I might have a hangover, right? This is something that you can apply and say like, yo, all right, I found my new partner. I made a new investment. I got a new business idea. Right. Yeah. So it, it, it changes the landscape for our community. When it comes to roll call, what city represents the most? Uh, Atlanta. Atlanta, Georgia. Number one. <laughs> sure, Atlanta, number one. But New York, probably number two. A lot of people from New York come. Mm-hmm. So that's that's where we're from. And it's crazy because I think we actually um, inflate the ticket prices every year. This is the second year. Last year, the first year and last year, people that I know personally, they were telling me like, flights got rerouted, ticket prices went up 
wow. out of the blue. Mm. Wow. Like, so I, I think that that definitely has a lot of to do with a lot of people coming from New York. So if you in New York, you better get there early because no, um, yeah. and uh, surrounding areas. Atlanta, Atlanta has always been good to us. That's why we did it in Atlanta. You know, especially like we started during COVID. So that was actually one of the reasons why we did it because it was still open mm-hmm. when a lot of places were not open. And um, you know, you look at like Atlanta. That's like the mecca of black business and black entrepreneurship and mm-hmm. everything that's moving in a progressive manner for black people. So to have this type of event, um, I think Atlanta is a perfect place to have it. So yeah. it's always been a good a good home for us. We're in Atlanta all the time, and we always get so much love every time we come to Atlanta. So Atlanta is like you know home for us. Yeah, small business, mid cap business, and even corporate. If you look at a lot of the corporate. Enterprises that are here in Atlanta, there's a mm-hmm. lot of black execs, right? So even when we had our marketplace, it's like 400 businesses. That's not even enough. Like, but there's a waiting list for people who are like, how do I get into the marketplace? Which tells you what's happening here. It's a beautiful thing, right? We don't see this anywhere else. Like, y'all live here, but like when we travel to like the country, travel the world, Atlanta is a very unique, unique place, especially mm-hmm. for the world of entrepreneurship. Like, it's just it, it just has something about it. Um, and so when you see people that are doing things that inspire you and you're around that all the time, I mean, think about what that does to, to this, this city, but also neighboring cities, right? So like now we go to Detroit or we go to Memphis, it's like, all right, well, this becomes the blueprint for what can happen. I know we sat down with the mayor of Birmingham like a year and a half ago and he was like, you know, that's not too far from us. It's a 45 minute plane ride, but this is the, this is, this is the blueprint of what can happen when entrepreneurship, business comes together and it looks like us. For sure. So Market Monday, yeah, World yeah, Tour. Yeah, you guys yeah. are going to Ghana. Yeah. And congratulations <laughs> on all the other sold out. Thank you. Congrats on all of that. that. So what is that like that you guys are taking it all over to Africa to spread the word and education? Yeah, it's dope. You know, Market Mondays is a hit show. Shout out to Ian. And that's actually a cultural phenomenon. Mm-hmm. People tune in every single Monday and they learn about the stock market, about investing. And, you know, we make jokes. We talk about social commentary. So it's become... It's a, it's a brand within itself. Mm-hmm. And um, this year, we had the idea to do a world tour. Once again, something that nobody ever did, especially when it comes to financial literacy and business. Mm-hmm. Nobody Sold out. Think about that. That's a fact. That's a key word. So, um, key words. So, yeah, you know, we went to, we went to we mix it up with some domestic, some international. So, LA was the first stop that was sold out. Then, Toronto was so crazy. That sold out so quick, we had to add a second show. Mm-hmm. So, that's like what musical artists do, like back to back shows. That was yeah. the first time we ever did that. So, that was a back to back show. And the second show sold out quickly, too. So, Toronto was just crazy then we went to london london is always a good city for us mm-hmm. we sold out london um we actually are going to chicago in october um we haven't announced that yet but that's that's the next stop to and then we're going to end end the tour at the end of the year in ghana mm-hmm. so the ghana play is crazy because you know um ghana specifically i think has done the best job as far as any country in africa as far as welcoming black people mm-hmm all across the diaspora to come. And that time in particular is a very um, tourist-friendly time. That's when like all of the tourists come at the end of the year, Christmas, New Year's. And um, they have a big music festival called Afro Future. Shout out to our guys that used to be called Afro Chella. Um, they have a variety of different things that's happening towards the end of the year. So everybody comes to Ghana towards the end of the year and it's just vibes. They party, they have a good time. It's just, you know, good energy, good weather. So we knew that. So we like, all right, we definitely want to do something on the continent. Ghana probably is the best place to do it. Mm-hmm. They have the infrastructure. So let's do it in prime time at the end of the year. So December 27th, we're going to Ghana. And the thing about it is, it's, it's a lot of people are actually making a trip from America. So anybody that's even listening to this, I know a lot of people have, you know, been wanting to go to Africa for a long time or they might have, but, you know, they want to 
reconnect and mm-hmm. they want to catch the vibe and they want to feel the energy now with social media we're starting to really see the, see the continent in a different light you know not how it was painted to us growing up like everybody's starving and there's wars and it's you know it's painted now it's vibes afro beats and everything like that now mm-hmm. everybody's starting to really connect more with the continent so this is a great opportunity for you as an american to go and see the world like you know what i mean see the world not just party and have fun that's part of it but learn learn about their traditions see the business opportunities see some real estate opportunities like there's a lot of things that's happening over there so mm-hmm. um it's dope to see, you know, so many people encouraged and so many people coming. And um, yeah, we encourage everybody, you guys, yeah. you guys come, man. Gotta gonna be there. Be you been there? Have you been there before? Been after? It's going to be the perfect time. It, show, it shows the power of impact. Yeah. Right? Like, you're talking about two guys from a small town come on. in New York, right? And what we what we stumbled upon was financial education. Mm-hmm. And started in the classroom, but now it's a global topic, right? Mm-hmm. And so when we travel to London, we can see how people gravitate toward us in the mission that it's needed. Um, and so that's most, the, the main thing is like, it's needed. Mm-hmm. And so who's providing it? And our thing is like, not to say like, hey, we know everything that's going on because every country has different laws and different levels of business. Mm-hmm. So our thing is like, let's connect with the people that are doing things there to show, number one, that it can be done, but also be aspiration, like what can happen when we work together. Mm-hmm. And so like, that's what the, the Ghana mission is. We went to Nigeria and it was a similar thing. We had a networking event and people were like, yo, I love the topics crypto or something how do we get real estate how do we create our own businesses and it was like all right let's connect with the people who are going to be here because after we leave right and that seems to be the thing with, with ghana it was like people gravitate toward it in december but what happens in march and april and may right but if we go there with the intent of saying we're going to create businesses mm-hmm. that are going to be sustainable now we're there all year now it's just not the year of return or the years of return and now it's not like just go to december it's like no we're making a conscious effort to be here and have a presence here because we're working together to create businesses that can change the like the economy there but also change the world for sure so what is that feeling like to have that impact <laughs> like did y'all ever see earn your leisure turning into y'all having a, a university y'all going to global what is that feeling like for the both of you? That's dope. It's humbling for sure. Like you go to different places and people tell you that, you know, you helped change their life and you you educated them and they made money and different things that nature. And it's like even going overseas, like in London. First time we went to London, we had three thousand people outside mm. trying to get in a venue that held three hundred people, and it was wow. it was freezing. It was February, so it was like twenty degrees yeah, outside. But they waited in line. It was just like wow, that's crazy. Or we go to Toronto and saw it that quick. Even we went to Nigeria, like you said, like people were like, you know, we need you here. Like, mm-hmm. you know, can you build a, a real physical university here? So it's just like everybody um, has benefited from it. So it's just like something that's a blessing, really. And to know that it's, it's one thing to reach people domestically, but when you see the impact globally, that's when it's like, all right, this is something that real. is bigger than we even, you know, could even think about. Yeah, I think humble is the word. I mean, it, it's, it's gratifying to see it happening. I'm happy that it's happening for our people. Mm-hmm. I'm happy to, to know that we played a part in it. Um, you know, like uh, some people say that we, we've led a, a charge, but you know, we, we're only as good as the people that we can impact, mm-hmm. right? And so if people don't take the information, apply it, execute it, and have results on it, then who are we? Um, so I'm grateful that people actually trusted us mm-hmm. with the information to say, all right, I'm gonna implement this, and hopefully, you know, they've had positive outcomes, but it's humbling. Like, we, I don't take it for granted anytime somebody says, like, you changed my life. That's one of those things when people get information and they've made money from it, they, they feel like they're indebted to you. Mm-hmm. And so I would tell them, like, the next thing is just, like, the same way you got the information, go give it to somebody else. That's the best thing you could do for us, right? Just tell the next person to tell the next person. It was like, yo, if we can just get 
in the early days, like if we can just one, one listener a day, yeah. think about how far we can go. That's and so right. that word of mouth is spread and now the impact is spread as well. So it's gratifying and humbling at, at the same time. Yeah. That's dope. Yeah. Now personally, Troy, when it comes to uh, Invest Fest, what's your personal favorite thing about it? Whew, my per this year or in general? Just in general, the festival. In general, um, it's c seeing everybody come together. I, I, we were sitting uh, backstage last year and uh, SH, Steve Harvey, uh, who's our partner in the event, we were standing there looking at the monitor and it kind of looked out at the crowd. And he's like, I've never seen anything like this. I'm like, what you mean? He was like, look at all these black people together. They got notepads out. They got their phones out. Mm -hmm. They sharing with each other. Everybody's listening. They attended. Like, he's like, I haven't seen these people. They are looking like it's church out there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it's, they here to learn. Like what we have here is something extremely, extremely impressive. Mm -hmm. And kudos to you guys. And so seeing that, like when we started, it was 3,000 people to see over 14,000 people last year. And now we're expecting 20,000. Like no, no remnants of anything negative. Everything is positive. Everybody comes in peace, leaves in peace, and they leave with information. It's like... That, that part for me, seeing little kids sit with their parents, seeing parents, uh, kids introducing their parents to who we are, it's dope. This year we're, we're uh, having the opportunity to fly kids down from our community, which I think is incredible. So like we, we started in, in our community center uh, with a group of teenagers. Mm -hmm. And so obviously since we've been doing our religion, we haven't been back to do it. We had the opportunity this year to send them down to see what this looks like. Um, because we, again we come from a, a very small town but what we're doing can be aspirational for them and I want them to see it so again it, it's it's one of those things man it's like watching us come together in the way we are in this moment I think that's the best thing for me it's the new and making noise podcast like comment and subscribe anywhere you get your podcast and online at urbanonepodcast.com